Hi, I'm Lisa, half of the dynamic duo known as Julie and Lisa on Two Sober Chicks, and this is my shot glass of recovery. So today I said I was going to talk to you a little bit about my four-step process, share with you one of the things I just did recently um, in light of the fact that I haven't been able to get together with my sponsor, um, and I felt I needed to share it with somebody. So I've shared it with some friends. I'm still waiting to share it with my sponsor. But I thought I'd share it with you too. A lot of people have asked us, you know, how do you do a fourth step? Uh, we've provided some sheets. It's right in the big book. Um, there are other ways that people dig a little bit deeper. Uh, NA Workbook has a really great process, I find, um, to dig a little deeper. And I think that's where I got this bridge prayer idea, which has been um, essential in my growth in recovery. And it really did help me change. You know, you've often heard people say you need to pray for the people who you hold resentments for. And that's really, I think, what the bridge prayer is. It's just a, an in-depth and specific prayer about that circumstance. So this one is all about the uh, communications process that I just went through um, with the police service for the past 14 months. And uh, they do it a little differently than most police agencies. Um, a lot of them, you know, you go through, you pass, you become a call taker for 911, and then you go through the next phase and you go through the process for dispatch. And if you pass that, you're both. Um, if you don't pass dispatch, you can still be a call taker, uh, but not with the service that I work for. With the service that I work for, it's all or nothing. So even though I passed the call take phase and I actually won an award uh, for <laughs> one of the calls I did with 911, um, I was then sent back to my old position, uh, which is not a position that I relish. Um, and I was actually excited to be away from it, but now I'm back in it again. So it is what it is. It's all about acceptance. And again, another opportunity for me to grow. So my um, fourth step uh, was on the communications process as a whole. I mean, I could pick apart each individual person and put them down here, which is something that I've done in the past. Um, but at this point, I know what the, po what the point is of the fourth step. The point is for me to, to get to my part. What is my part so that I can be able to see what I can and cannot control and what I can accept and then move on from? So instead of putting individual names, I just put the process as a whole. So that was my column one, identifying the thing that I'm resentful for. Column two, um, the final 42 days of training uh, on desk with a current dispatcher. My column two was uh, I didn't pass the final phase to achieve standard to pass. Uh, and it's done by other dispatchers. The process is not equal. Uh, there's no standardized testing module. It's based on individual opinions and bias. Um, if I go back to, I'm just looking at where I wrote these things out. So column two is I write, why am I angry? Or why am I resentful and what happened? Column three is where I write affects my. So this affects my self-esteem, my security, my ambitions, my finances, my relations. Um, what did it affect or threaten, hurt or interfere with? This is where I'm getting into the meat of my feelings. This is where I get to talk about my thoughts and my feelings, which my sponsor says are, what's wrong with me? So I'm into how did it make me feel? So column three, this made me feel like all my hard work and sacrifice had been for nothing. It left me feeling that life was unfair. Here we go again, Lisa doesn't get what she wants. It made me feel less than, not good enough left me feeling like if I had acted subordinate uh, or chose a different platoon, that's a, you know, a, a team that you're on, that maybe then I would have made it, that somehow not passing was my fault. I felt like a failure. 
It affected my pride, my ego, my self-worth, my financial stability, uh, desire to try to improve in the workplace is gone. It affected my personal relationships um, because I had to sacrifice a lot of time. Um, and I also was bitter that other people had passed, people who I had done better than in class, um, people who I had had other people come up and say, if they can pass, you can pass. So I had a lot of that. Um, there was a lot of judgment in me and there was a lot of bitterness. And then my column four is um, to expose our character defects we formally refuse to recognize. You have to write down your blocks and your obstacles. So where am I at fault to blame? What mistakes might I have made? to lend to this situation or to lead to this situation. If nothing, then look at where I am to blame today, i.e. am I still reliving the past, staying stuck, playing the victim. It identifies our character defects. So four was, I let the behaviors of others affect me, which is true. I reacted. I allowed doubt to creep in. So what I haven't talked about is that um, two of the trainers that I had uh, who'd been on the job for 28 and 30 years had told me before I even started the process that they felt that I was too old to do the job. They felt that that would uh, inhibit me, um, that we're just naturally slower when we're older and um, that it would take me a lot more work. Uh, and it did take me a lot more work. I did work harder and I did work on speed and I did get faster and I did get better. And it seemed that whatever obstacle they put in front of me, they then thought of a new obstacle that would be my undoing. And so I really felt with um, their bias um, that they weren't open to the fact that maybe I could succeed uh, and that they set out to, to fail me based on their opinion. Um, and in the last 42 days, they didn't coach or direct me. They just kept saying, well, you've been trained in class, so you should know what to do. Uh, instead of giving me their experience and sharing with me that experience. There was a lot of judgment. Um, so I began to doubt myself. I can't tell you how many times I wrote prayers. I had prayers all over my house, prayers written on my mirrors, <laughs> prayers in my pocket, carrying my 24-hour medallion coin to work with me every day, listening to podcasts and music on my way into work. Um, yeah, um, just to boost myself up, you know, reminding myself that God is for me, so who can be against me? I had to change my thinking and my perception from they're out to get me to, you know, it's just who they are, but what do I believe? And my part was that I allowed that creep to settle and sink in, and it affected me. And suddenly I wasn't confident anymore in my abilities, and I wasn't doing the best job I possibly could. Um, so I doubted myself, and more importantly, I doubted uh, God and the talents and the abilities that God had given me. I became fearful. I let fear in. I became fearful of losing the job, and it gave them what they want. They wanted a way to fail me. After the process was over, my part is now staying stuck in the bitterness of not getting what I wanted, being envious of those that have passed, instead of being happy for them. I didn't like that. When I wrote that down and I saw that I was envious, that didn't make me feel good. I don't want to be a person who is envious. I want to be happy for you. Even if you achieve something that I so wanted for myself, I want to be happy for you. I made some good friends in the last 14 months, people who work very hard. It is a devastatingly difficult job to do, to take 911 calls and to dispatch police officers to dangerous situations. And I have the utmost respect for people who do it and for the people that passed. And when I wrote that I was envious, uh, that gutted me. 
um, resenting my trainers for their various defects and biases, not accepting that this was perhaps God's plan to let me experience uh, the experience of being a dispatcher, which is what I had wanted to do, um, to show me that it it takes people and makes them sick and bitter and sad and broken. Um, people who passed before me now hate their jobs and their co-workers and their supervisors. Um, they have PTSD. Maybe God was sparing me from that as my future. And then self-pity for wasting a year and not getting what I wanted. So in order to get over that and to find out what my assets can now be after I do the work, I had to write the bridge prayer. I know this is going long. The bridge prayer was this, and it's great to write it down, put pen to paper. I'm always telling my sponsees, when you put pen to paper, something happens because you write your first thoughts. You don't get to go back and edit it and make it fancy and make it nice. These are your first thoughts. So this came out in one solid flow of pen to paper. Dear God, please help me come to terms with the outcome. Remind me that you provide everything I need and want what's best for me, period. So getting what I wanted was obviously not what was best for me. Help me to forgive the bitter, broken trainers that I see as failing me. Help me to see them instead as instruments you used for my good. I joked and said they went from being tools in my heart a tool is a derogatory term from my growing up years, <laughs> to instruments that God used for my good. Help me to be grateful for the experience and all that it taught me. Oh, and I talked about that reading the other day about seeing the humanness in people. Um, because I've been unfair in the past, why wouldn't I expect that other people are going to be unfair? Because that is part of humanity. We are unfair. We are judgmental. We are selfish and self-centered. So if I know that I've been that way in my, my past, of course, why can I not forgive other people who are that way as well? That's God's will. Um, help me to be grateful for the experience and all that it taught me. Help me to remember I am no better or less than others based on what I do for a living. Help me to stay in today and be grateful for all that I have instead of focusing on not getting what I wanted. And then column five, the last column, is where we write about um, what should I have done instead or listing your assets that you want to have, that you hope to go from your defects to your assets. And I have to do the bridge prayer first because I have to say that prayer until I can stop resenting the thing, the institution, or the person that is on my resentment list. And uh, that prayer did it for me. All of a sudden, I went from seeing them as tools to seeing them as instruments of God's will. And I had no hatred for these people in my heart. And I did have hatred. I did have anger and bitterness and resentment. Um, so column five, empathy and forgiveness. Trainers were but uh, tools and instruments used by God to direct me to where God would have me be. Humility. I am a worker among workers. My sponsor did teach me this. I don't need to be special or a hero. I just need to do an honest day's work and always do my best without expectation or reward. My sponsee, uh, after this process, said to me, um, maybe your vocation is being my sponsor. Maybe that's where you get to save a life. 
And uh, you know what? I've often thought of that in the past. Maybe the only um, purpose for me on this planet was so that I could be an alcoholic, so that I could get sober and help one other person find their way to this program. If I find more than that, it's gravy. Um, Acceptance. I don't need to know why God's answer is no. But if I want peace, I need to accept it. I don't have peace when I'm wondering why God Oh, that's a great song. Who sings that? Look it up. There's a, there's a great song that I just love. Why, God? I can't sing. Do people have to die, God? I think it's just in French. Anyway, check it out. Um, that one's helped me a lot, too. I listened to a lot of uh, music when I was going through this process, and it helped keep me sane. Um, again, another asset, self-control. Still learning how to remain in control of my emotions, not to take things personally or see others as out to get me. That's a big one for me. Uh, Faith. Trusting in God's plan for me, especially when I didn't like it. This is also the opposite of ego. Letting go of what I think is the answer. And altruistic. Being genuinely happy for others in spite of disappointed in my own loss. And that, my friends, was my fourth and fifth step process on that one process. You know, not getting the dream job that I'd worked so hard to get. I hope that if you are dealing with loss and disappointment, um, bitterness, resentment, envy, any of those things, that this process that I've just shared with you can help turn that around for you as the process helped turn it around for me. Without it, I would still be bitter and not able to sit in gratitude like I am today. I have everything I need, even when I don't have everything I want. I'm Lisa, and this has been my Shot Glass of Recovery. Have a great 24. Bye, Jonas. Jonas is our pig, by the way. We have a a listener who has a pig. And apparently that pig is a fan of our voices, so I wish Jonas uh, and Tova another 24.